Welcome to Northgate Christian Fellowship's weekly message series. And now, here is Pastor Larry Davis. So I've had, my life has changed like in the last month because I've had this thing that I've really been focusing on that's been on my heart, and it has been thankfulness. And it's really created an attitude of gratitude in my life that has truly blessed me. And when uh, Pastor Ken was talking about doing this series on generous living and having a life of generosity, I told him, I was like, man, God is like stirring me to have a life of generosity and to be a, a generous giver, a liver with everything that you have. You have to first be thankful. Otherwise, it just doesn't go over. So this morning, I want to share with you guys uh, a couple huge things that have kind of stunned me in my life that I want to share with you that I think will change your life, literally. And the first is that I, I really believe that God, the highest priority for him is gratitude, that he cares so much more about gratitude than we do. He cares way more than we do about how grateful we are. And how thankful we are. And we're going to look at this morning. And it, 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 it makes me think about it just in going to a restaurant. I went to a restaurant the other day. And, you know, you have this great meal. And it's really good. And, and you, like, you, you thank the waiter for good service or whatever. Oh, thanks for bringing me my soda and stuff like that. And they're like, oh, yeah, you're totally welcome. And, you know, they're, they're grateful that you said thank you, thank you. But then they want a tip, which is like normal. But it's so much different from God because God's like, yeah, I want to take care of you. Look at all these things I'm going to give you, and you can have this, and you can have this. And all I want from you is your gratitude. I don't need anything else. Just be thankful. We're going to get into a a couple different passages. There's so many in the Bible about gratitude and thankfulness. And one of the main ones I'm going to use today is from Psalm 69, 30 through 31. I'm going to read it to you guys you should be able to see it on the screen as well. It says, I will praise God's name in song and glorify him with thanksgiving. This will please the Lord more than an ox, more than a bull with its horns and hoofs. So that's a powerful, powerful thing because in the Old Testament, what happened was is they sacrificed the ox and the bull and lambs as a gift to God. They gave him those things. It says, I will praise God's name in song and glorify him with thanksgiving. This will please the Lord more than my sacrifice to you, more than my gifts to you, just to praise your name. That's powerful. Psalm 22, 3 says that God will inhabit his praise. He will inhabit his praise. You want him to show up in your house? You want him to show up in your car while you're driving? You want him to show up in your family? Praise him. And he will inhabit that area. In Psalm 104, the first thing he says to do is to thank him when you come into his presence. It's of the highest of importance to God. It says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. The first thing you do, anytime, anywhere. He says, that's the first thing I want you to do. I don't want you to run at me and give me a hug or, you know, like uh, look at me and wave. The first thing I want you to do is as soon as you enter my gates, praise me. Give me thanks. Gratitude. I'm going to go into the, even the New Testament. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. These are great short verses. You want to memorize one? Memorize this. Verse 16, rejoice always. Easy. Verse 17, pray continually. All right. 
Verse 18, give thanks in all circumstances for God's, this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. I have a ton of people that ask me, what's God's will? What's God's will for my life? What, what is he, what, what, does it talk about his will? Well, I can tell you one thing, and one thing this morning, you can see it right here, is to give him thanks. You want to know what his will, will is before you take the job, you paint the house, you buy the car? Give him thanks, and then he'll show you. Colossians 3.17 says, And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it in the same, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So however, whatever you do, any time in your life, at all aspects of your life, at all times of the day, in all circumstances, good, bad, whatever you see it as, give him thanks. It should be this giant canopy that just covers your life of thankfulness, a gratitude of attitude, an attitude of gratitude. There's this five things I want to give you guys this morning. You guys can take notes. I left plenty of room for notes that I think will really be key in just a life change, even this week from now on for you guys. And the first point is this. Gratitude is never invisible or silent. Gratitude is never invisible or silent. See, I hear people saying all the time, like, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm really grateful. I'm really thankful in my heart. You know, in my heart, I'm really thankful. I just don't really show it that, that well. But in my heart, I'm thankful. You know my heart. I don't know your heart. <laughs> Gratitude is never invisible or silent. That's, a, that's an excuse. It says in Luke 6.45, a good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And an evil man brings out evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. It's not invisible or silent. And I'm going to show you guys in just a second. But gratitude always shows up or speaks up. It always does. Gratitude always shows up or speaks up. And if you're truly grateful, you will find a way to express it. I'm going to prove it to you right now. But I'm not going to prove it with the Bible. I'm going to prove it with Oprah. (laughs) So... So Oprah ended like a year ago. She stopped doing her shows. I mean, she does other shows now. But uh, they, they had this thing called like the Big Give or Oprah's Favorite Things, uh, something like that, where during the Christmas holiday season, some of the girls were like, yes, <laughs> Oprah. I could see like head shaking, like favorite things are awesome. So she was in it and she was like going gonzo with favorite things. So she was getting ready to surprise this crowd. You're going to see it in just a second. And um, I just really enjoyed how... how grateful these people were. So just check this out. They're getting a surprise and they're going to get some gifts. How about we meditate on this?
So, I mean, they're grateful, right? I mean, I, you, you saw the one lady mouth, like she's like, I'm going to drop dad. Dude. <laughs> Men are crying, speaking in tongues, like it's all sorts of... <laughs> Some of you guys only know what it is, we're not going to get into it. So, it's... I mean, that's like, you, it ain't hiding. It's showing up right there. And they, they are truly grateful. And, you know, she gave out like a $120 can of popcorn that day and a watch. And uh, she did too. She surprised another crowd. And the big thing she gave was a, a car, a new Beetle. And everyone was all, you know, extremely, extremely grateful. They were like freaking out. And you saw that. And I'll always laugh at that video. That thing cracks me up the way people did. But gratitude is never invisible or silent. See, I believe if we really understood, if we were really able to grasp onto what God did for us and what God does for us, then we would show it. Just like that, you're going to tell me that people at an Oprah set can get that excited over a, a thing of popcorn and a watch and maybe a car. If they can get excited about that, then surely I can get excited and get up for God because of his salvation I can give him praise when he's not counting my sins, when he could be, when he could be against me. I want to be more grateful. If that's what grateful looks like, then I want to be like that. Because friends, I mean, we have a God that is a powerful God and he just wants our gratitude. Not for Oprah Winfrey and popcorn, but to show it, to truly show it. So when you have that excuse or you see someone with the excuse of, I'm a, I'm a grateful person and I just, you know, keep it to myself because I don't just, I, that's just not my personality. I don't express it. That's a bad excuse. That's a horrible excuse. Silent gratitude is just a lost opportunity to praise God. It's just a lost opportunity. And friends, don't lose it. Don't ever let it be invisible or silent. And number two, point number two, Gratitude sustains joy and blessing. Gratitude sustains joy and blessing. One of the things that bugs me the most, and I'm sure this bugs a lot of people, is when people are ungrateful. You know, there's a, there's a few things that don't bug me a whole lot except for when people are ungrateful. I mean, your parents, you know this too with your kids, you know, when they're ungrateful or someone else is around you, they're just ungrateful for what they have. Uh, it just bugs me. When you're not grateful... You're not only robbing someone else of the blessing of expressing gratitude, but you're really robbing yourself. A lot of people get blessed in our lives, but haven't figured out yet how to carry over their blessings in a long-term way because they've never learned how to be grateful for what God has given them. Gratitude is what keeps your blessing. Having gratitude is how you keep your blessing. And I used sustains on purpose because I want you to think of it like uh, sustains. So Brian's got this awesome, crazy machine pedal board right here. And when he's playing guitar, it sustains a lot of those things, sustain the notes. I mean, he's got things that make it go wah, 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 or <laughs> woo, woo. <laughs> or you can just hit a, same with a piano player. I mean, he's even got one thing where he can raise his hand up like this and something will keep strumming it for him. It's crazy. No, that would be awesome. <laughs> that would totally be cool if he did it. But it sustains the note and it makes it sound even more beautiful than it did if it was just strummed once. Gratitude does the same thing in our lives. It sustains a blessing where it gets to play over and over and over again. Grateful people keep their blessing. It's what makes them so joyful. You want to have joy, you stay 
thankful and have gratitude, it'll sustain the blessing in your life. If you can constantly be thankful that. Anytime you're thankful for stuff, it makes you happy. It carries over into their lives, and that's what gives people deep satisfaction. Satisfaction you can't get from anywhere else. The opposite is true. There's a lot of you maybe had something happen in your life 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago. And this is the horrible thing about unforgiveness. And that's where the devil can work. He can't work in gratitude because he's not giving you the blessings, but he can work in the hurt and the, the unforgiveness. The same thing happens with that. It gets sustained. You have something that happened to you a long time ago that you haven't forgiven about. It plays over and over and over again. And every time it comes up again and it's sustained, that note of unforgiveness or hurt in your life, you relive it. You relive that hurt over and every time. It's just like hitting the rewind and playback button. And those same feelings come into you. The same that goes in for the hurt that doesn't happen just once, but every time that you relive it. The same that rule that applies to bitterness being sustained goes through gratitude. You get to play it over and over again and become more grateful over and over and over again. And God enables that blessing to play over and over and over again in your life. And next thing you know, I can be thankful for something God did eight years in my life because it gets played over and over and over again. And that's a life of gratitude, and that's life-changing. Number three, gratitude begins when my sense of entitlement ends. It's like my favorite one. That's serious if you think about that. Gratitude begins when my sense of entitlement ends. We are a country and a people of entitlement. I'll tell you, I am too. Uh, I uh, remember my first job in ministry. I was a youth pastor, and I made $100 a month. That was what I got paid. And I was, like, loving it, man. I was loving being used, and that was, like, the deal. And I was, like, this is just what it is. I was there for three years. I remember before I got married, I asked for, like, a three-month advance to, like, help buy a ring for my wife to get engaged and stuff. I mean, $300, and I'll pay it back. And uh, it, was, it was awesome, man. I felt so blessed where I was at. And I ended up taking another job and moving over into northern Arizona. And uh, when I got there, I went from making $100 a month to making $36,000 a year, and then they gave me benefits. Like, I was like, what is this? This is awesome. I am so blessed. This is so great, man. I have arrived. God is good. And I remember telling other people, be like, dude, I know I'm not supposed to tell anybody, but dude, I'm making $36,000 a month, and they're paying my insurance. I only have a deductible. It was like so good, and they're like, dude, that's like normal. You should ask for like a raise, like, you know, because you work hard and stuff. <laughs> and, and it's because I wonder why so many times in our life that we see such an unbelievable perk, like that becomes just part of the package. And we lose our sense of gratitude because we've taken on a sense of entitlement. Over time, it's like, yeah, man, I, I mean, uh, I deserve that. And why wouldn't? That's what you do. I get benefits. And this is what I get paid. How many of you guys get paid by direct deposit? A lot of you guys. Yeah, a ton of you guys. We can't do that here, unfortunately. Uh, but do you know what? I used to do that, and I learned something. Uh, I, I get my check now, and I go, and uh, I cash it. And it's like a trippy thing to like have cash in your hand. 
all of a sudden I become more grateful. See, because direct deposit's cool, but it kind of rubs you the satisfaction really you get it. You got it because it just happens, you know, twice a month or whatever. It just pops in there and you don't even notice it and it comes in and out. You don't even understand the flow. So you don't necessarily have the time to be truly grateful for it. And it's just what you deserve because you live on earth and you have a job. You're entitled to it. Over time, it's just part of what we deserve. And it's a blessing to have a job. And it's a blessing to get paid. And we miss that so many times because we just feel like we're entitled to it. In the Old Testament, like I read earlier in Psalm 69, 31, they talked about how they sacrificed ox and bulls. And they had to sacrifice these things. They had to give them away uh, and, and to say, God, forgive us because of your mercy, because of the sacrifice, you're going to forgive us for our sins. And so it was like every time they were, they were cashing a check, they were putting it in the bank going, God, all right, you're, you're forgiving me. Thank you so much for your mercy of forgiveness and taking care of me. Here's my sacrifice that I'm going to give to you. But when they did this, it was so much different than we get to do it now. It's so much different. I thank God that through his mercy that I don't have to be punished for every sin and that I don't have to sacrifice a bull or an ox because Jesus Christ did something that the blood of a bull or an ox could never do. And Jesus Christ was given to us as a sacrifice and because of the blood of Jesus Christ, I have, you have, we have a direct deposit that hits our account every single day morning of our lives. His mercies are new every morning. His forgiveness is new every morning. His love is new. His joy is new. A fresh start hits your account every morning. And the thing about it is that we can start to feel entitled to it. We're not as grateful for it every day. It just happens. And I'm entitled because that's what you did. And that's what you're supposed to do because you love me. And that's something we've had nothing to do with. And we don't deserve it. And God could take it away at any moment, but he won't because he is good and he loves you. I want to be more grateful. The thing about it is, you be, is, is, is entitlement can rub you down and send you in the wrong direction. You, wanna, you want your sense of gratitude to stay sky high? then keep your sense of entitlement really low. Why is it that uh, you can go to other countries and see, uh, and see other people in other countries and what they're going through? And they're thankful for things. We should expect God to bless us. We should. He says he will. But every time he does, we should rejoice like he didn't have to. When was the last time that you thanked your boss for your paycheck? Or as a boss, have you ever had somebody come up and thank you for your paycheck? You don't, because you're entitled to it. I, tr- I actually tried it out when I was like, going through this this last month. Twice now, I've gone to Ken and said, thank you so much for this. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of awkward, but you know what? For me, that was like a huge blessing because I got to sit down. I got to like slow down for a second and be like, thank you for letting me have the opportunity to receive this. It was a blessing to me, and it's gotten to sustain through my whole month, and through my bills, through the things we do with our family, uh, and, then, and then what it pays for. I mean, it just keeps going and going and going. It's, it's a life changer. 
It's, easiest, it's easy for us to rejoice in the things that we do not expect, just like the Oprah. We don't expect someone, someone gives us a gift. Oh, thank you. But what if you got so good at gratitude that you rejoiced in the expected? That you rejoiced in the expected? What if you got so good at gratitude that you rejoiced in the expected? How many opportunities are lost in the day to thank God and others because we just don't think about them? I'll start with this. You woke up this morning. Someone else didn't. You moved your legs and you could. Someone else couldn't. You threw off your covers and the house was warm. Maybe. Someone else's wasn't. If you start there and work your way back to what God has done for you and say, I don't deserve it, but I'm grateful for it, it'll change your life. If you start there. And that's why you can travel around the world and have traveled to Africa. I mean, you can pretty much go anywhere. And they're thankful for what they do have. And they don't complain about what they don't have. It has nothing to do with how good your situation is, but how good you see it to be. So how do you see it to be? We get in this trance and we feel like God owes us something. But I'm going to tell you this. I really want you to hear this. God cannot pour his blessing into someone that feels entitlement because they won't see it as a blessing. That's like a wake-up call. God, give me... Man, you can't even be thankful for what you got. I can't because you won't see it as a gift. Number four, grateful people can find a blessing, enlarge a blessing, or create a blessing in almost any situation. Hear that again. Grateful people can find a blessing, enlarge a blessing, or create a blessing in almost any situation. The opposite is, always, uh, is also true. Ungrateful people can find a burden, enlarge a burden, or create a burden in almost any situation. I'm sure you know both. I, there's, there's people here in this community and even in this church that I can think of. I, 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 many of you guys probably know uh, Dave McMurtry or Rob DeSimone. They're totally cool people, man. I, 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 there was a, it's rainy here, you know, more than I'm used to in Arizona in the last two years. And it's colder and windier. And uh, it was like a rainy Sunday, which usually means not as many people are going to be here. So I'm like, dude, it's rainy and people are going to come here. And it's like, you know, how that is. And he's like, no, this is great. And then you just want to be like, what? Like, <laughs> you know how it is with some of those people like, you're so lame. That's weird. <laughs> Why aren't you mopey with me? He's like, man, it's so good, man. You should have seen how so-and-so just went out there and opened up the umbrella and walked him in with the rain and got to minister to him. That's like the difference. Grateful people can find a blessing, a larger blessing, or create a blessing in almost any situation. What I saw was like this downer situation. He's like, man, no, God is good. Look at People got to serve another person. Hold an umbrella for somebody. And they got to come in here and they got to hear the word and they got to praise God. The opposite is also true again. Ungrateful people can find a burden, enlarge a burden, or create a burden. And I don't know how else to, how else to say this, but some people are crap factories. <laughs> it's just true. You know who they are. Whatever you put into their life, crap comes out. It's just not good. I mean, they're like, man, I got a raise. You're like, praise God, man, you got a raise. No, man, I'm going to have to pay more taxes. 
What? Something you're complaining about getting a raise, nothing's good, just stuff comes out. Nothing ever good. Man, the, the weather. What do you mean the weather all the time? The, you know, those kind of people, 73 all year round. It's, you know, the summertime, it's too hot, it's too cold, it's windy. They want 73 all the time, but then that's too mild, and they would rather have seasons. You know, like, what, what a, you can't ever please them. Ungrateful people, don't be that. Don't be a crap factory. Your situation doesn't have to improve for your gratitude to increase. It's cool if it does. It's awesome if it does, but it doesn't have to get better for your worship to commence. It doesn't. Somebody needed to hear this this morning. Quit mourning on what you have lost and focus on what you have left and strengthen which remains. Last one, number five. Gratitude increases favor and creates opportunity. Gratitude increases favor and opportunity. The psalmist says, surely goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. Man, if you're a grateful person, it increases favor that goodness and mercy is going to follow you the rest of your life. Can you imagine what that's like to be so grateful to be like, it's chasing you down. Goodness and mercy is following me. Like, no, man, stop it. Everywhere I go, goodness and mercy. It's following me everywhere I go. It's, it's everywhere because I'm a grateful person. Can you imagine what that would look like? I want to be more grateful. I want to be more thankful. Could it be so good that the goodness and mercy and blessing are chasing you down? And it creates opportunity. It creates opportunity. We see that with Joseph. The story of Joseph. Genesis. Joseph gets beaten up. He's in prison, but his gratitude never ceases. His worship doesn't cease to commence. He's still thankful to God for what he's done when he's in a dungeon, when they're going to kill him, when he's left for dead, when he's working for people, wherever he goes, and God's favor increased on his life because of that. And the blessings came, and it created opportunity. And the next thing you know, He's the top guy in Egypt. He saves the world from a a, a death, a famine. You see it with Joseph. I want to be more grateful. I want you guys to live in the chair of Thanksgiving. And sometimes you need to physically maybe get in a chair of Thanksgiving. I have a challenge for you guys this week because challenges are fun because they're a challenge. And before I was doing this, I wanted to do this. I wanted to ask a couple of the people if it was, like, doable. So I tried myself, and I tried to be thankful and grateful in everything I did, you know, this last week and a half or so. And uh, I asked some other people to do it. So watch this video, and Johnny is going to give our challenge. He's up with the students this weekend right now. Hey, everybody. My name is Johnny Lambert, and I'm the student ministries intern here at Northgate Christian Fellowship. And this past week, I accepted a challenge from Pastor Larry to only pray prayers of thankfulness to God. The one thing it made me realize immediately was how often I come to God and just ask Him to give me whatever I need or to provide whatever I want. The first thing on my mind was never gratitude. And in this last week, my whole mindset about God has began to shift and change. It's been amazing. And so we extend that challenge to you guys as well, that... 
you would begin to develop an attitude of gratitude, one that would lead you to living a very generous life. So for the next week, I challenge you to only pray prayers of thankfulness to God, opening up and allowing him to work in your lives. I know it's been a crazy week for me, and I'm excited to hear how it goes for you. So what would that look like? It only took 12 takes. He was totally awesome. No. <laughs> so what would that look like? Really think about that, what that would look like in your life. If you don't ask God for a single thing this week, if you only thank him for everything you got. It's kind of a scary thought to have, and it's really going to wake you up as far as your conversations with God. Possibly, I know it has me, because I know I do the, thanks for this, thanks for that. Okay, now, be with me with this, and do this for this person, and do this for me. You know? It's the same. Man, it will, it, you're weak, it'll change your life, I'm telling you right now, to have an attitude of gratitude. You guys pray with me. Thank you for listening to this week's message. We trust that you'll join us again soon for another uplifting message from Northgate Christian Fellowship located in Venetia, California.